You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Notice the first word in the verse is blessed. And based upon the one that was teaching at the time and the words that he mentions after blessed, especially the promise that that comes with being blessed, you know this type blessing has to come from God. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. The verse is divine. And so the blessing that comes from the promise that is attached to the verse is divine. But for a moment, I I just want you to consider how terrible it would be not to be blessed of God. That first word, bless, think of how terrible, how horrendous it would be not to be blessed of God. You know, Proverbs 10 and 22, we, we talked about it a little Sunday. says, the blessing of the Lord makes one, and he has no sorrow with it. Based upon that verse... If I'm not blessed of God, I'm going to experience unhappiness. Unhappiness. Get this, even when things are going good. Because again, he is clear in Proverbs 10 and 22. I'm, I'm going to bless you, but I'm not going to add no sorrow with it. You can have and still be sorrowful. But when you are of God, you cannot have but be happy. That's the reason Paul, Paul said that He was content in Philippians 4, 8, and following. But but something important that he also stated, he said, I have learned to be content. 
And then he talked about how he learned all, all things uh, that he did pertaining to those particular verses because of Christ strengthening him. Christ giving him exactly what he needed in order to be content. He said, I know how to be content when I don't have, and I know how to be content when I do have. That's basically what he said. But the, the bottom line, we don't want to be to the point to where we have and we are unhappy, or when we don't have, we are unhappy. We, we want to be to the point to where we experience the divine blessing. The divine blessing should be so powerful in your life to where sorrow does not control you. He said he has no sorrow. See, sorrow is going to always happen, but you can't allow sorrow, sadness to control you. Because I'm going to tell you something, and, and you think about it right now. Think, think about it just, just for a little bit, not the whole uh, service time. But anyway, think about this. You got more than three things right now you could be sad about. But you also have three things right now that you can be happy about. You agree? Now see, human nature will try to make you think about the negative more than the positive. I shouldn't say human nature. I should call it what the Bible calls it, the flesh. The flesh will try to make you think more about the negative than the positive. But our mind has to be geared so toward the word to where we accept the blessing that God promised even before it fully manifests. If, if he says he's not going to add no sorrow with his blessing before I get the full benefits of what he done promised me. I'm going to go ahead and be happy now. Even though he's starting out with just some crumbs. Because sometimes the Lord would just give you a little bit to see how you're going to act. The scripture says another way. He said, if you be faithful over little. I'll give you some more. So the Lord would drop something on you just see how your attitude going to be. And, and when it comes to God's blessing, you, you have to accept what he said before he starts manifesting them in, in degrees. You have to accept it. You have to accept this verse right here. But you have to accept it based upon who made it? Because that's the only way you can really allow this to sink into your being. You got to recognize who promised this. Jesus promised this. 
He taught it. And he connected a promise with it. And if we want God's blessing, first and foremost, we, got, we have to accept what he promised. Because if you're not divinely blessed, or you don't accept that you're blessed of God, despite of your situations, there's only one other alternative. You curse. I tell folk I'm blessed. You scared? You, are you afraid to tell folk you're blessed? Well, let's just try right now. Just tell somebody, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm divinely blessed. I'm divinely blessed. You? This verse tonight is talking about me. I know it's talking about, I don't know if it's talking about you, but this verse right here, Matthew 5 and 6, this verse is talking about me. I'm blessed. I'm blessed from my crown, sole of my feet. I have nothing in my pocket, but I'm still blessed. I can go back in the back and, and, and uh, open up my little thing and come back out here and both of my pockets will be filled and I'm blessed. I'm blessed when my pockets are empty and I'm blessed when my pockets are filled. If you don't accept that you're blessed by God, when certain things come your way, you will accept them. And in particular, I'm talking about curses. Because theologically speaking, the antithesis of God's blessing is divinely cursed. Same way you can be divinely blessed, you can be divinely cursed I got to show you something uh, so you can uh, understand more plainly what I'm talking about let's go to Psalm 37 But we're we going to accept fully what Jesus is saying in Matthew 5 and 6. But we also need to understand the opposite of a blessing before we, we deal with it in totality. Consider Psalm 37. You there? In verse 22. Ready? I want you to see this. Now, don't fake on me. Don't be an Obadiah and talk about you in Psalm. Go to Psalm. <laughs> Psalm 37, 22. For those blessed by him are God, get this, shall inherit what? You got to accept that. Man, I don't know if I can get that because I ain't really such and such. 
That's the wrong mindset to have. First and foremost, your mindset should be on the same page as the scripture or the Bible. Look at this verse one more time. For those blessed by him shall what? That means there are things that God got right here that I'm going to get. Country definition for inherit, get. Ain't that right, Ella Florin? We say that in the country. I'm going to get that. Look at it one more time. For those blessed by him or God shall inherit what? But those cursed, help me. Oh, Lord. Here God is cursing folk too. But those cursed by him shall be what? Figuratively, you're going to be ruined. Or you're not going to experience what God has ordained for certain folk. If you're cursed by him, you're going to be cut off. I ain't going to be cut off because I'm blessed of him. But if you think, talk, and do in contrast to his word, you're causing yourself to get in a place of being cut off. Because if God told you to think a certain way and you don't, you're messing yourself up. If he told you to talk a certain way and you don't, you're messing yourself up. Death and life are in the power of the what? As a man, a person thinks, so is. You can't mess yourself up because you can mess yourself up and you can see all this evil or bad happening. And uh, you be trying to figure out where it's coming from. You ain't got to try to figure out no more after the night. If you've been talking negative, if you've been saying stuff you ain't got no business saying, it's coming from your mouth. If you've been thinking negative, it's coming from what from your your thoughts. You have to accept you bless. And you can't allow, you can't allow empty pockets. You can't allow what you're going through physically, mentally, or otherwise to say you're not blessed. You gotta say you're blessed because that's what God says about you. Those blessed by him shall inherit what? Man, you know things ain't going to get better for me. Man, all unhappy to you, you talking about things going to get better. Didn't you just lose such and such? Yeah, but things ain't going to get better and better. Man, how in the world can you say that? I'm just, I'm just saying what God said. I'm saying what he promised. And if that's what he promised, and if the earth is healed and is fullness, that's what's going to happen to me. You got to look at your situation sometimes beyond, beyond the norm of the natural and start saying about your situation what the Bible says. 
Those blessed by him shall inherit what? Before you get it, you got to start saying that God going to do it for you. And whatever you think, whatever you say, that's what you got to. That's what you got to walk in. You got to walk in all of that. You're going to inherit what? You know, I don't really want none of this old material stuff and all this other stuff. That just ain't for me. I, I'm, I, if he just give me a little cabin, I'm all right with that. It's certain things you, you, you don't need to say if you don't know what the scripture says. I love what excited Jesus one time in, in reference to a man. A man had sent these people to Jesus and, and said, and, and asked if Jesus would come and heal his servant. The man was real close to his servant. And, and um, so the elders who had went to Jesus, they went and they said, look, he, he a good man. He done built us a, a synagogue and, and we like him. So he, he's worthy if you would just come. And uh, so, so Jesus was prepared to go based upon what they told him about the man. But then while all that was going on, the man just, just thought, Lord, Jesus busy. He always doing something. Let me just send somebody else and just tell, just, just tell Jesus to speak the word and it'll already be wait. And so he sent word and just told Jesus, look, he said just speak the word only and everything going to be well. And Jesus got excited. About this man believing if he just say something. And he said in front of the Israelites. I ain't found this type of faith around y'all. <laughs> that Gentile got what y'all don't have. That was basically his words to them. See, you have to be to the point to where you only speak what the scripture says or what God has revealed to you. Never, never just speak something because that's how you feel or that's what you done heard or that's what you, you think. Because folk could do that. But, but biblically, you can mess your own self up. With your thoughts, your words, and your deeds. And when you mess yourself up, like it or not, you curse. And when you get on it, when you, when you are cursed, you cut off. Now, cut off in another sense means that you just messed up your own self. You just hindered your own blessing from happening. And probably every one of us in here at one time or another have, have messed up our own blessing from happening. I know Pastor said uh, under the anointing I was healed, but I still ain't feeling the way I want to feel. See, you going by your feelings instead of accepting the word. Because 
if, if pastor or the prophet of the house said it, you should accept it. Why is that? Amos 3 and 7. It's always going to be a word. Why? Amos 3 and 7. Surely the Lord God will do unless to who? So if I tell you something under the anointing, you should receive it because of Amos 3, 7. When you, when you are believing God to, to bless you, good measure, press down, shaking together, running over, and you done read Luke 6 and 38, and, and you, bring, you bring that gift to the altar, you should leave believing, man, it's going to be given unto me, good measure, press down. But if you leave after giving and you run into the biggest wall you done ran into in months, you can't get the talking stuff out your mouth. You ain't got no business talking. You cursing what you just put on the altar. You put on the altar something that would cause a Luke 6 and 38 to come your way. But now all of a sudden you cursing what you done put on the altar. I need to say it another way. I need to say it the way James said. James, James said this right here. He said, cursings and blessings come out of the same mouth. And then he said to the brethren, this should not be. This ought not to be so. You can't cut your own self off. I said you can't cut your own self off. Or you shouldn't cut your own self off. I'm still contextual. I'm still dealing with blessed. I'm going to deal with the rest of it. Just hold on for a minute. You can't mess yourself up with your thoughts, your words, and your deeds. Man, I ain't got two nickels to rub together. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be just like there's amazing things that, that we say that we have no business saying. Not realizing that you can be cursing your you got a decree. I'm going to get better. You remember the woman with the issue of blood? After the doctors had messed her up and she came to the service she was determined, even though she had been hurt by folk, that she was going to get divine blessings. She got to that service. She, she was thinking right. And then you could tell she was thinking right because of what, she, what came out of her mouth. I'm going to touch. She, she, made, she made a saying that actually became a part of the Bible. She said something based upon what she heard. So it had to be in line with the word. When she heard about, she came behind in the press or behind the crowd and said, based upon what she had heard, if I just touch 
his clothes, I'm going to be well. The word that you hear, if you start thinking it and confessing it, it will change your life for the better. You holding on? It will reverse a situation. You got to understand that. That's what happened to her in that verse. She went, she went there, her condition, after the doctors made her worse. But when she, if I just keep, if I just get up there and touch him, I'm going to be made way. But when you look at what was going on, her situation was completely reversed. Completely reversed. She went from worse to better. She went from bleeding a whole lot to no blood at all. Divine blessings will reverse your situation. But you have to be to the point to where you know you're blessed. And you know how important God's word is to you in reference to receiving blessings. And that's really what the text is about, Matthew 5 and 6 is about. Because notice, Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after what? Righteousness. Righteousness is synonymous, biblically speaking, with truth. Truth based upon John 17 and 17 is God's word. Remember what Jesus said? Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. When you hunger and thirst after righteousness or truth, you're going to be filled. You're going to be filled. But in order to hunger after righteousness and thirst after righteousness, you got to recognize that you are blessed because of righteousness. The reason I'm blessed is because of righteousness. The reason I don't do what I used to do is because of righteousness. The reason I have what I have is because of righteousness. I thought I was going to get a little help over here. Y'all ain't ready yet. The reason I have what I have is because of righteousness. The reason, the reason I was changed for the better is because of so, I, so it ain't going to be hard for me to hunger and thirst after what done already changed my life for the better. When you hunger and thirst for righteousness, 
it's, it's going to be some evidence. Yeah, you're going to read the Bible all the time. Why? It's righteousness. It's truth. You're going to be at church. Why? That's where you get your righteousness. That's where you get your truth. Am I losing y'all? Listen to this. Romans 1 and 16 and 17 says in part, Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to all that believe. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. Get this. From faith to faith. So, based upon Romans 1, 16 and 17, I'm hungering and thirsting for a word. I'm hungering and thirsting for revelation. But when revelation comes and, and you're not hungering and thirsting for it, you ain't going to be filled. You got to hunger and thirst in order for revelation to fill you. You got a hunger and thirst in order for truth, for righteousness, for the gospel to fill you. How many still with me? I'm changing words, but I'm still saying the same thing. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to expand so you can understand that everything we do in the church and outside the church is about righteousness. Is about the word. Is about truth. And righteousness, truth, or the word will make you free. It'll cause your life to change for the better. Jesus said it a different way in John 8, 31 and 32 in part. He said, you will know the truth. And the truth will make you free. It'll create something. It'll cause something to happen that was not there until you heard it. I said it'll cause something to happen that was not there until you heard it. I, when I heard, if, if I could just, if I give, I can, I can receive enough to pay off some stuff. I don't have to stay in poverty if I just give. When I heard, if I just pray, if I just seek, I'll find. If I knock, it'll be open. If I ask, it'll be. When I heard that righteousness, when I heard that truth, I started putting it into action. I wanted it to happen. I got to go on, but look at your neighbor and say to him or her, when you hunger and thirst, you want something. I'm shortening it tonight. I'm not even going to go in great detail about what it is to hunger and what it is to thirst. But look at one more person say, when you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you want what God has for you. You want what God done promised according to the scripture. You want that rhema that you got on Sunday morning. You want that, that rhema that, that seemed like it was just for 
you. You want it to happen. You want that Luke 6 and 38 blessing. You want that Malachi 3, 10 and following blessing. You want that blessing that the woman with the issue of blood received. You want that blessing that Naaman received. You want that blessing that Paul received. You want that blessing that Jesus talked about. You just want the blessing. And so you're hungering and what? Thirsty. You want what God has for you. And like it or not, that there are some. And maybe, maybe some in here tonight. You don't want it the way you need to want it. Sometimes you don't even act like you want it. Some of us ain't got to the point to where we'll settle for alternatives. Lord, I don't even want the car if you don't direct me to go get it. I want you more than I want it. And if I get it and you ain't in it, it ain't going to end right. It ain't going to work right. You got a hunger and thirst for righteousness. You don't want it unless it's God's way. You don't want it to happen unless it happened God's way. Why? You want it to be right. Man, I done got things on my own before without praying and it didn't end right. There are folk right now that they got married and, and, and it wasn't God. They just wanted somebody. And it didn't end right. What kind of car? I just want something to drive. Well, if God tells you, no, but I got to do something. You got it? And it just didn't turn out right. I want it to be right. I got a little bit of money. I can go and buy some stuff. You understand what I'm saying? But I dare not go and buy if, he, if he's not directing my path. See, see when, you, when you won't make one step unless he tells you to, you hungering and thirsting after righteousness. I said you hungering and thirsting after righteousness. God, God I want to know should I or should I not? And Lord, I ain't taking one step unless you tell me to. What does that mean? You're hungering and thirsting after righteousness. You don't need to be saying stuff like, well, I ain't got the money to do it. It ain't about the money you got. It's, it's about you hungering and thirsting to the point to where you say, God, I, I need this, but I, I ain't got no money. I, I, I don't want to move, but if you tell me to move, I'll move. And, and I... you, you, you never look at where you are. You look at what he has promised. You look at his word and that's how you move. 
That's how you move. You move based upon his righteousness, not your righteousness. Why? Your righteousness, according to the prophet, is as filthy rags. Your righteousness is filthy. It's unclean to God. And get this. Our faith is what causes us to be made righteousness. Righteousness was imputed unto Abraham. Why? Because of his faith. When you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you just want what God has ordained to be. Lord, I'm not, I'm not going to kill myself trying to be a millionaire, but if you have ordained for me to be one, you direct my path. I said that to God years ago. However you decide to turn this thing out, it's on you. You just tell me what to do. Lord, I want to be a blessing to folk, but I don't even have a penny myself. A money I need for myself. But you have everything. The earth is yours and is fullness. I just need you to tell me what to do. And I hunger after this. If you hunger and thirst, if you want it, you got an appetite for it. You are vehement with desire. You want it. You want it. See, you have to come to church wanting the word. Why? The word is righteousness. You have to hunger for that healing he promised. Healing is the children's bread. I want that bread. Lord, I want you to heal me from my crown to the sole of my feet. Lord, I done put Ben Gay on this knee and I done put everything else. Lord, but I want you to. This above some of y'all. Some of y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. Because I done launched you because I'm, I'm probably going a little too fast. But I'm, but I'm trying to really get you to understand if you want what God has ordained. According to Jesus, you're going to be filled. What does that mean, Pastor? We're going to be filled. It's going to happen. I'm shortening words tonight. I'm not even trying to get, and y'all know I know definitions, but I'm not even trying to go there tonight. You're going to be filled. He's going to make it happen. Look at the neighbor and say, do you want God to make it happen? And when you hunger and thirst and, and, and want God to do it, you'll start, you'll start feeling it in your spirit. You'll be just like that woman with the issue of blood. They touching him up there, but if I touch him, something going to happen. Man, if I just keep 
giving God was healed. I'm going to see them windows open up. He's going to pour me out a blessing. I ain't going to have room to receive. Man, God going to touch my body. My legs going to be the way they need to be. My arms going to be the way they need to be simply because he promised it. Hunger and thirst after righteousness and you shall be what? He'll make it happen. He will make it happen. Has he not said it? Will he not do it? He'll bring it to pass. God will bring some stuff to pass. Some of us ought to be shouting the way God done turned your life completely around. Well, you know, I'm struggling and I guess I'm going to be like this all my life because that's, that's what I inherited. That's You better read that Bible and just stop saying stuff just to be saying it. He's going to make it happen. Hunger and thirst. After, which is the truth, his word. You're going to be, he's going to make it happen. I'm going to stop right there. God have mercy. I'm going to stop right there. Oh, Jesus. He gonna.